You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White and today we're covering 90-day business planning and this is for you if you're struggling to get organised, to stay focused, if you're procrastinating or feeling overwhelmed or just a bit stale, if you're sitting at your desk doing busy work and wishing you could get more done but not quite knowing how to do it. I think that developing a 90-day plan is the secret to staying on track, to staying fired up and to being productive. And it's the exact tool that I developed for myself that I want to share with you today. I'm going to reveal how I do some of the bigger picture steps in looking ahead and getting more done more effectively and efficiently. And that would be my goal for you in this episode. And you might also like to listen to episode five of this podcast where I walked through creating a 30-day plan that's absolutely foolproof. And I will touch on that briefly today. So we're going to talk about why 90-day plan, my three-step framework that I've developed and I use in my own business, and then the 30-day plan to get started. So right now you might be wondering, well, why does a 90-day plan matter? Why not a month or a year or five years? And do you even need to make all of these plans? I know some people like doing things in the spare of the moment and don't really feel like they need that structure or they want to do things in an organic way and that's fine if that's you but I will say that a lot of the clients that I have for business coaching come to me because they're realizing that that flexibility doesn't actually work in terms of productivity. Now I consider myself to be a pretty good planner But for a long time, a lot of the planning I did was in contract or work roles, but not for myself. And it was only when I started doing my own planning, I started to get good results in my business and my life. I became more productive, more efficient and more effective. And it allowed me to make more money and earn more time back in my business. It's funny saying earn more time back, but I did earn it. I I worked to create a schedule that earned me the time as a reward for investing in planning. Before I was planning, I was kind of dithering around checking emails 100 times a day, wondering which tasks to start with, sometimes getting scrambled and switching from task to task, feeling distracted to where I am now, which is very focused in my work day. I know exactly what I'm doing each day and I've got clarity and focus And I do have flexibility. So if I'm not feeling it on a certain day, I can switch to another task. And I think that's the secret of good planning is not to overdo it and to have some flexibility to account for how you're feeling in the day. But when you have tasks mapped out and allocated to time slots, or at least allocated to be done in a certain week, then you're able to execute on those tasks and achieve your goals. For me, I would say my output has increased tenfold. I've smashed procrastination. I just don't procrastinate anymore, and that feels great. I'm consistently creating content and revenue, and I'm achieving my goals with less effort and less admin. Saying this aloud sounds a bit like a sell job, but I promise you I'm not selling you anything except the benefits of good planning. You could think about it this way. Imagine if... Every week you did a little bit bit of tidying up in the kitchen versus once a year having to do a massive overhaul of your kitchen because it was full of junk and rubbish and dirty dishes and stuff that you'd just left. 
that's kind of a, a really great way to think about planning and consistently planning and, and executing on tasks. It's the difference between maintaining a constant flow versus having to dig deep and find the energy to do a big clean out and live in chaos the rest of the time. I'm sure you don't want that. So let's talk about the 90-day plan. It's a subset of a bigger plan, like a five-year, three-year, one-year plan. And the reason that you create a 90-day plan, which is a plan for every quarter of the year, is so that you're super clear on what you're aiming for in the next three months. And then you're able to flesh out the steps that you'll execute to achieve those small outcomes. I think the real value of a 90-day plan is you get to map out the medium-sized steps as well as the small steps so you can schedule enough time to get them all done. Think of it this way. You start with a vision and that's the outcome that you want to achieve. And that's really easy at the big picture because it's a simple statement of what you want. But as you drill down into the actions that you need to take to achieve that vision, it goes from a simple statement into a very long to-do list. In other words, starting with an outcome and working backwards, your planning tends to get more detailed as you get closer to the current date and the tasks can balloon out into a huge list. So I think it's good to keep your bigger picture goals and your 90-day planning really simple and focused so that you don't end up with a big pile of weekly tasks, but a few that are effective, important, achievable, clear and realistic. Not overwhelming, but absolutely achievable. I hope that's making sense. I guess I'm saying I'm encouraging it to plan very simply and keep the detail minimal only to the next four weeks. So let's talk about my three-step 90-day planning framework. And the first step is to map out one year. Now, I know we're talking about 90 days, but the 90-day outcome is a subset of a bigger goal. So every financial year, every calendar year, or whenever you're starting, create that one-year plan, then break it down into four quarters with one outcome for each of those quarters that will achieve that annual goal. And these all should be very simple one-sentence goals, focusing on one key thing. I think that's the secret to your success. If you focus on doing one thing and working toward achieving one thing, it's going to feel less onerous. You're going to have the flexibility you need to make changes during the year by just keeping it simple. And you won't get down bogged down with a thousand things that you need to do and feel overwhelmed. You will feel 100% in control and organised. I've noticed that when people write super detailed one, three, five-year plans and so on with specific actions for every year, it feels overwhelming. They feel locked into it and like they can't change it and they give up. In fact, I've never seen anyone succeed this way. One person told me that they created a five-year plan that was something like 200 pages long. And imagine doing all that work on a plan and then thinking, oh, well, I'd better do all of that now because I've put the time and effort into that detail. There's no way I want to quit or change halfway. You can avoid that by simply keeping it simple. <laughs> So, for example, um, we're going to look at how your one-year plan might work and then break that down into the 90-day plan that you start with. 
let's say as as an example, the outcome that you want to achieve one year from now is to secure three corporate clients who buy a package of health and wellness coaching programs or services for their organization, along with a strategy of how the year will go for them with with the programs. So you notice that's quite specific. I've said three corporate clients and what they're buying from you, which is a wellbeing strategy and the program that is rolled out. So that's the goal as an example for one year from now. So now we're going to break that down into a single outcome for each of the four quarters in the year, working towards that bigger outcome. And let's assume that you're starting from scratch in your business. You've got a few basic things in place and a few existing relationships in the corporate space. Just so that you know what this goal that I'm using as an example is aimed at this kind of person. You're just getting started, but you have quite a few things in place and some relationships. This would be a reasonable goal for you. So in quarter one of the year, starting out towards that goal of securing three corporate clients, buying a strategy and some programs, your first quarter's outcome goal might be to complete the research required to develop the framework of your offerings and your strategy, and then to actually develop that framework based on the research. So that's all you do in quarter one. In the second quarter of the year, your outcome goal might be then to use what you've learned in quarter one to develop a sales strategy and all of the content for your corporate wellbeing strategy and program, all of the documents and systems and any slides you need to make and so on. And in that second quarter, you'd probably be getting opinions from people in your target market along the way to make sure it's what they want and see as valuable. And we call that co-creating with your client. So once you've done that work in the second quarter of actually developing the content for your programs and strategy, the third quarter might have an outcome goal of developing a marketing campaign based on your core strategies and tactics that you're using and then to implement those. And the fourth quarter of the year might be an outcome goal of converting your prospects that you've gotten from marketing into leads and converting those leads into sales according to the sales strategy and the tactics that you outlined previously. So you can see how it's a logical progression from doing some research, developing the program, marketing it, and closing the sales. It's really simple, and it's a time frame that might represent somebody who's working part-time in the business and just starting out but has a few networking contacts. And that would be the tasks that you need to do and the milestone outcomes you need to achieve to secure three paying clients by the end of the year. So it's just an example, your one-year plan and might look totally different than that, but hopefully it gives you an idea of how to map the steps out in a logical order. And best of all, it's simple. You've laid out a high-level outcome for each quarter and there's plenty of flexibility to change things if your circumstances change. So if something happens in quarter one, you do the research and you figure out that what you want to do is not viable or won't work, fine, you can pivot and recreate your plan. Or if you do research and decide that what you wanted to do is way more complicated than you thought, then you could change your quarter two, quarter three and quarter four goals. You haven't invested hours and hours in planning. It's a really simple sketch that's easy to change and you feel okay about making those changes because you haven't wasted a lot of time and effort. So that's the one-year plan. And from there, you're going to map out the first quarter, the next 90 days ahead of you. 
And you do this just before the start of every quarter. So what I like to do is do my 90-day plan at the end of December or early January for that quarter. And then again at the end of March for the April to June quarter and so on. And I actually have a calendar reminder that comes up and reminds me to spend an hour or half an hour doing my next 90-day plan. And I encourage you to do that too, to diarise it. So what you do first for the next 90 days is define your outcome for that quarter. And if you've just done that one-year planning step I mentioned, your outcome could be copied straight across from your one-year plan and pasted at the top of your page. I actually have a template for this. And if you want to get that template, you can email me. Uh, Hit me up on my contact page to get a copy of the template. So you've written your one-year outcome, sorry, yes, your one-quarter outcome at the top of the page, and you break that down into an outcome for each month. So there's three months in a quarter. That means you're going to have three outcomes. Let's say that using the example we just looked at, the 90-day outcome is going to be completing the research to develop your framework of offerings and then actually developing that framework. These are really high-level goals. So month one's outcome might be, I'm going to complete 20 hours of research. That's it. Month two might be mapping out the core components of your wellbeing strategy, programs, and sales process based on that research. And month three might be developing the final outline of your corporate wellbeing strategy and programs. Really simple, and it's tying back into the other goals that we talked about earlier in the one-year plan. But that gives you a simple outcome for each month that you can measure that whether you're on track or not if you've achieved that goal for each month. And from there, you're going to break that down into a 30-day plan. So what you do then is you take the first month of your 90-day plan, and this is the only place where you're going to add detail. You're not going to add detail yet into months two or three because you don't necessarily know that those are going to stay the same as outcomes. So digging into that first month, the goal was to complete 20 hours of research. Let's map out the smaller steps. We're going to break that month into four weeks and describe the actions to be taken in each week. Now, it's a great exercise to first look at the weeks and say, when am I public holidays? When do I have commitments that are going to make me unavailable? And so you're really looking at your time available in the coming month. There are only around 18 to 21 working days in most months and some of those are going to be taken up with existing work. So it's really important that you start by blocking out your holidays and you might have to eliminate one of the weeks in the month if you're not working that week. Then what you're going to do is talk about the actions that you'll take in each week. So all of the other planning we've discussed today for the 90-day plan has been about outcomes. Now we're going to talk about the actions and you need to allow enough time and schedule it into your calendar each week in a specific time slot to get the action done. So remember that our first month's goal in our example plan was to complete 20 hours of research. And you might think, oh, that sounds pretty easy. I know what to do. I'll just put some time in my calendar. Well, if you unpack this, you'll find out there's a lot more to that task than meets the eye. I want you to get really specific about what exactly the research is. Ask yourself some questions like, what sort of research will I do? Where do I need to look? Who would I refer to? 
Where do I start? And so brainstorming that is really useful. I'm going to give you an outline of what that looks like in a moment. But the, the important thing is that you're clear on not just doing the task, but exactly what the task involves, how much time each element is going to take. And so here's an example of how it might play out. Let's say in month one, you're going to do 20 hours of research. Well, in week one, you're going to schedule some time in your diary. First of all, you might spend an hour developing a project plan. And that might be documenting what the goal of the research is, summarizing a place to summarize your notes and outcomes and any processes that you decide you're going to use. So it's basically figuring out how you're going to document and, and plan the month and all of the research outcomes that you find. That could be a task in the first week. Then you might spend an hour looking online and identifying some similar businesses or some competitors in this space and making a few notes just at a high level. You might spend an hour reviewing legislation or guidelines, for example, what's going on in the NDIS, that's, if that's relevant to your target market or any other guidelines. Aged care, for example. Most industries, if you're working in a corporate space, have some sorts of guidelines, codes of practice and so on. And so you want to make sure that what you're doing is aligned with those. So that's two hours in the first, sorry, three hours in the first week already. And then you might also leave 30 minutes set aside to, to reach out to three people that you know that you could speak to about their experience with corporate wellbeing strategies and programs and reach out and say, hey, can we catch up next week for a chat? I want to ask you some questions if that's okay. So already in the first week, you've mapped out three and a half hours worth of research tasks and you've got a system to document that. Then week two could look something like three one-hour meetings with your contacts plus two hours to reflect on and document any findings so far. So that's five hours in the second week. And I'm just totally making all this up, but just giving you that example of how the weeks might play out. And based on those first two weeks of task, the third week might be scheduling four hours to research more deeply those online competitors. And the reason I didn't do that in the first week is because after you've spoken to a few people, they might say, oh, I know some other people you could speak to or some other businesses you could look at. So you don't want to dive in and do all this online research and then speak to people and find out that you should have done something different or there was someone better. Just sketch it out in that first week then speak to people who are experienced in the second week. So the third week is that online competitive research. And you'd be making notes about their processes, what sorts of outcomes they promise, what fees they charge, which, plat which platforms they promote online, who their target audience is, types of messages they use, and which of their posts or messages or content are getting the most engagement. So that might take you about four hours to research two or three competitors. And you might allow an hour to phone or contact governing bodies to find out about codes of practice, new legislation or anything like that. That may not be relevant, but it's just an example of another task you could do. In the fourth week of the month, you might spend an hour just refreshing your own memory of your brand guidelines and business position to think about, well, how do I translate this into something relevant for me? So just focusing on what your business is about and then spend two hours mapping out a draft corporate wellbeing strategy based on what you've learned, two and a half hours to map out 
the framework of your corporate wellbeing program or programs, and then an hour to map out the sales strategy that you're going to use. So they're all just draft at the moment and they would flow into the month two tasks that we'd talked about earlier. So as you can see, we've fleshed out all the tasks within that one month goal of doing 20 hours of research that all adds up to 20 hours. And we've created and scheduled some bite-sized steps that will lead to your achievement of that goal. Now what you have is an actionable schedule of tasks to work through. And if anything comes up that changes the traje trajectory, you can easily rework that weekly schedule and the tasks and stay on track towards your bigger goal. So let's say, for example, in week one, you figure out that some of the week two tasks aren't relevant or necessary, and you can just simply delete them or change them. And that's great. You might need to review your outcome goal for the month or maybe the bigger goals and change them. But generally speaking, just keeping the detail into that one month allows you the flexibility in your own mind to make changes. So let's wrap up what we've talked about today. We've walked through my simple process of 90 day planning to help you achieve business goals. When people make complex, detailed, long-term plans, they often get attached to following them, even if things change. And that's why in my method, I intentionally keep it really simple and focused on outcomes at one year, at not every quarter and at 90 days. And even with in the months two and three of 90 days, everything except for the first month. And that's where you focus on specific actions. If you do it this way, it keeps things simple. It reduces overwhelm. It saves planning time and allows for adjustments to be made. Now, if you need help with 90 day planning, feel free to hit me up on my contact page. I can offer you a one-off session to help you solve this and to get on with your quarter. Thanks for listening. I look forward to seeing you next week and bye for now.